Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to No Easy Games, an alternative guide to world football. It's nearly Christmas, so what could be more festive than when you're sat around the table with your family eating turkey, uh, maybe having a Brussels sprout, than listening to a poorly informed and researched football podcast hosted in an echoey room, slightly off mic, uh, that doesn't really gain any traction on social media. Yes, it's no easy games. I'm Tom <laughs> O'Brien. And I'm Aaron Gales. It is quite echoey in here, isn't it? It's too echoey. Do you think it's... This makes no sense. But do you think it's more echoey in winter? I don't know. Maybe it's quiet. Maybe it feels more echoey because usually... Well, where we record this is at uh, Manchester Soccer in the City. Yeah. Who are yet to sponsor us. <laughs> Dickheads. Although coming here for four years. Um, and... Um, although we would happily take your sponsor. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, and uh, I have no reason to call any dickheads. I'm sorry. It's only that bloke downstairs. He's fairly pleasant. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, there's usually someone on these pitches. Mm. So you've usually got a bit of background noise which maybe yeah. hides some of the... Um, yeah. Hides some of it. But I mean, what we could do, what I've seen... I've seen news professionals do yeah. when they didn't have anywhere to record. They had to record a voiceover in the car. Yeah. Is... You get under your coat or a duvet like that, and that stops some of the echoing. A lot of the time when you hear from these correspondents who are like Radio 4 correspondents who might be on Skype or something from home or Five Live ones, they're under their duvet in their bed if they haven't got like a little soundproofed room or something. Um, I wondered what you were doing there. I thought, I mean, we'll discuss your nice new shirt in a minute, but I thought, why, why is he taking his coat off? What? It's freezing in here, but now it makes sense. There we, are. you know, that's that's a technique. Um, I once tried to do because I I was uh, at former radio station Key One Hundred Three, now the wildly unsuccessful Hits Radio. Although we say we would still take work there, yeah. um, and um, they, uh, I was working in the news team there, and they asked me to cover one of the Hatton fights. Yeah. It might have been, it might have been the Malinaji fight or the one before or the one after that. It was a routine win from whichever yeah. one it was. Yeah. And so he said, well, we'll give you the money back for the pay per view. Um, just watch it record mm. something in your flat and email it over to the news person yeah. and they'll just run a few reports out in the morning and there was nowhere in my new build echoey flat duvet or no duvet <laughs> I could record something that didn't sound shit yeah. uh, so I had to drive over to the station at like 5 oh. in the morning to go and record something all for less than minimum wage uh, but your commitment to your career has reduced drastically in recent years well I was freelance at that point I was trying uh, to secure a permanent see, contract chasing the dollar yeah and when I got that permanent contract <laughs> my overall earnings went rapidly down can um, we just um, talk about this shit then before we kick yeah, off yeah this, isn't, is, this uh, isn't new well it's lovely though it's, uh, it's still in pristine condition it is a limited edition shirt that I believe was released in the summer of I want to say the summer of 2017, mm. maybe. Nice. Um, to mark something. To mark the 125th anniversary of Goodison Park. Right. So it was worn in one friendly where the uh, lesser spotted Sandro Ramirez, uh, who signed for Everton on a ludicrously high contract from Malaga, a former Barcelona player, was wanted by Atletico Madrid, but they had a transfer ban. Uh, scored one goal in competitive football against Atalanta, uh, but he scored Everton's goal on that day and looked like a terrific missing piece of the puzzle <laughs> that we were waiting for. Uh, but that was the uh, the Cooman ill-fated season. But it's, it's, a lovely it's, shirt, a lovely it's made in the style of some of those old England can, can shirts. I, can I feel it? Please do. Not higher. Oh, oh, that is nice. Yes, yeah, it's made in the style of those sort of old England shirts. Have you shirts. worn it in? I have, yeah. Competitive I've, action. I've had this for oh, sorry, just... best part of two years. Yeah, fits pretty nicely as well. You lost a bit of weight then? Nope. 
Um, it's Christmas, it's not the season for it. Yeah. Had, uh, I am uh, carrying a little timber for today's game because I've right. had two minutes of players at work today. Uh, but it is the season. It's it's the season. Well, we digress. It's, right, we haven't any material. It's fine. <laughs> five minutes in it. Um, I thought we'd talk, because it is the season, yeah. about the true meaning of Christmas mm. football. Yeah. Uh, because it is ludicrous. I mean, it, it's ridiculous, but it is the busiest football time of the year. Mm. I don't quite understand why. Yeah, I don't know. I guess lots of people are off, aren't they? So, you know, people get tickets for games, for presents maybe, or might go to a game where they otherwise wouldn't. I don't know. Uh, but why? Why? I mean, for, but for, even for the players' point of view, I mean, they used to do it playing Christmas Day and Boxing Day. I know. Uh, and reversing the fixtures. But why not? Yeah, I always think that. Must, I always think it must be miserable for players because, well, not miserable because you know they're paid nice sums of money. But I oh, I'll go to work Christmas morning, hundred grand a week. Yeah, don't you worry about it. I'll do the whole day. But no, no, but the point is, I suppose lower down the leagues, you know, where they're not paid, you know, where they're paid pretty normal wages like the rest of the general population. You know, you lose your Christmas day. A lot of people got young families, wives. They might be away on Christmas night. They're playing away on Boxing Day. It's a bit of a strange one. I mean, as a fan, as a fan, I, I sort of enjoy it. Although many a Boxing Day has been ruined by supporting Newcastle United. We'll uh, get on to that surely. But you think with, with those? I mean, of course, the, the the savviest footballers on the planet are those who get sent off this weekend. Uh, we're recording it on. Yeah. Uh, who, is it this one next weekend? We're recording it on the twelfth uh, of December, um, a, a historic day in this country. Um, but it's, it's usually sort of this weekend or next weekend, someone will go in with a crunching uh, tackle to get yeah. a three-match ban and get Carlton like Palmer. Carlton Palmer. I think he, he had most Christmases I feel like you've said some, someone else to me before. I reckon that shithouse Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan, yeah, it was Kevin Nolan. Absolute cunt. <laughs> um, and that's not a word we use often on this no, podcast, no. but it is applicable. Drop the C-bomb. Fucking prick. Um, so yeah, it, it's you know a lot of footballers because you always see. I remember in the in the early days of clubs having websites and mm. stuff, there would be some poor sap in the comms team had to work as well because mm. they would take pictures of them larking around for their Christmas morning training session. Yeah. Then they were allowed to go back home to their families for ten minutes to open presents yeah. and not eat lunch. Yeah. And then be in some grotty hotel, yeah. uh, um, uh, half an hour outside of the major city they were playing in that night. Mm. And some poor sod in the comms team had to upload this gallery of players. <laughs> Tending to be happy yeah. uh, at training on Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, Are we saying we feel sorry for footballers, Tom? Is that what we're saying? No, I feel sorry for the comms team. Oh, the comms right, okay, fine, fine, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think now we've got sophisticated websites so you can just take the picture the day before it. and yeah. preload it. Yeah. Or yeah. do it from home. Yeah. It does seem a bit. Um, I know what you mean, but I think I'd miss it as a supporter. I'd get over it. I mean, yeah, I think I would. I yeah, mean, if, if you do box, why not? You know, do the Boxing Day game and then have a week off. Like well, the, mid, the mid-season yeah, yeah. break they brought in this that starts this season. Yeah. I think it's in February. I think or late January, yeah. early February, and half the Premier League gets the first weekend off, and the other half gets the next weekend. Yeah. Off. It's yeah. not a break. No. It's, it's a Saturday off. If you get knocked out of the cup, you get a longer break. Yeah. Yeah. I did I, wonder about that. How I couldn't remember exactly. I think that's how it works, and I think, I think like. You just know all these teams are going to fucking Dubai or Qatar to, to go and play a money spinning friendly against each yeah. other. Are they allowed to? I don't know. Yeah, but you're right, they'll probably go on a warm weather training camp or something. It'll be interesting to see what sort of effect it has. Months a week? Yeah. Make no difference whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They swear by it abroad though, don't they? But yeah, but they're, quite a, they're quite yeah. a while off, so I think. Italy um, have about three weeks, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah. A, a lot of them sort of shut down around yeah. about like, you know, for, for about two weeks or mm. so. and. Um, I know, like, 
just just off the top of my head, clubs like Bayern Munich, well, like they'll go and do almost like another pre-season. Mm. I think they might have the best part of three, four weeks off, and they'll yeah. have a couple of friendlies yeah. in in that period somewhere warm yeah. that they go yeah. away to, and, and a bit of a sort of recharge of batteries. Mm. Um, I mean, it's all given up to. The, there's no way they can do anything radical because we're all given up to this stupid season in three years' time, yeah. where they've got to start in mid-July, mm. cram in half the season by the first week of November, yeah. to and then pick okay. it back up and cram in the other half yeah. from Boxing Day onwards. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, Lots of players are going to get a break though. In that point. Yeah, yeah but they'll all be doing pre-season or reserve yeah, football, suppose, won't yeah, they? Because. You, you look at like what happens like you know, Wayne Rooney being the classic example I don't know he's not every player but if you give someone five weeks off mm. some players need that five weeks then to get back up to, to speed yeah, on it so. yeah. you sort of wonder what shape he's going to turn up at Derby County and because the um, well he's, he's been over there early so he's been because yeah. he's taken up as assistant manager's role so he's, yeah. he's training already but they are also being very uh, savvy in the Premier League that the season I think starts on either the Wednesday before Boxing Day or on the Boxing Day after the World Cup right. so we don't miss out on the jam pack so if, if you've got to the final you're not going to play again for another two weeks because mm-hmm. like, you'll need yeah, something yeah, yeah. to calm me down yeah. it's a jam I mean, I mean that's, that's the actual you know the least bad reason why that World, <laughs> World Cup shouldn't be taking yeah. place what is do you have a uh, you, you've alluded to miserable ones do you mm. have a favourite Boxing Day or Christmas football memory a favourite Christmas memory uh, and I think this counts because I think it was on either the 22nd or 23rd of December I'll, I'll, allow, me that. I'll allow it uh, I went to um, West Ham two years ago uh, so I was in Hereford for Christmas with my wife's family so I thought oh great Hereford to London easy easy one to get to um, and is everything okay Tom? yeah everything's okay I'm just yeah. looking Sorry, for Tom levels just checking just... the uh, just couldn't see any levels being inputted and thought well, the record button's on we'll leave all this we, in because yeah, we it's went, easy for me to edit we went to um, went to West Ham met my brother there had a pint before it was a freezing cold day and we went 1-0 down uh, after about 32 seconds and we had team was crippled. but you know when you just know you've gone all that way and you're going to get absolutely humped and then we actually won 3-2 we went 2-0 they got one back to 2-1 we went 3-1 up they actually missed a penalty um, to get back and um, yeah that, that's probably my favourite memory uh, Christmas memory we've had a, a lot of good ones on boxing I mean boxing day often at Man United bizarrely we've been to Man United a few times and we lost 4-3 there one boxing day but that was a great game but yeah that West Ham win because it was so unexpected we were on like a 10 game losing run it was our first season back in the Premier League um, and it just set me up for Christmas really I really enjoyed it what about you? Well, I had thought you were going to pick 2015 with Tom Cleverley's last minute header yeah um, I went all the way up for that in a day it was in Newcastle and I was in Liverpool for Christmas yeah. bizarrely yeah I can't remember exactly what happened it was a bizarre goal it was uh, your keeper I think it was Rob Elliott that day yeah. and had been he, like without him you'd have lost 3-4-0 I remember Lukaku um, missed 3 or 4 yeah. chances I'd, even, I'd go so far as to say and you know me I will happily have a pop at Lukaku when I can uh, but I'm thrilled to see him back in good form um, I wouldn't say he missed the chance I'd say the yeah. keeper saved him he was outstanding yeah, that game yeah, yeah. it was a corner in injury time I think Delafeo takes it yeah. someone heads it out yeah. and cleverly yeah. stood at the edge of the box mm. and just he doesn't jump to head it he sort of 
it comes to him and he just moves his neck yeah. but nothing else moves yeah. and it loops over everyone because I think as it's been headed out maybe Elliot's come to meet it mm. where he perhaps should have stayed where he was mm. and whoever was on the line was Scott Hobro size yeah. um, and, and couldn't get it was a late it. Just, order just it was 93rd minute oh. they basically kicked back off afterwards yeah. Um, yeah, terrific. Uh, yeah. Watched that with my father-in-law at uh, um, Boxing Day. That was delightful. Uh, for me, the one that jumped out at me straight away, and I had to sort of look up and rem- remember some of the details, mm. um, but it was um, back in 1995. Uh, Everton beat Middlesbrough 4-0 at Goodison on Boxing Day. Yeah. So that's like, everyone's got their new kits. Everyone's mm. in a good mood. You've got your, you've got your presents. You're all mm. a bit... Uh, if you're an adult, you're ailed up. I was only 13. I wasn't. <laughs> um, and Craig's, Craig Short, uh, the former yeah. defender, scores about 10 minutes in. And mm. everyone who sat around me goes mental because they've all had money on him to score the first goal. Mm. It's his first goal for the club, so he's like 30s, yeah. 40s at this point. Yeah. And a few of them said, I remember like saying, oh, we've we put this with a few big wins as well. Yeah. And a few of them had Everton to win 4-0, oh. Craig Short to score first. <laughs> when the fourth goal goes in, like just everyone by this point doesn't care, but like, you, you're sort of backing these guys yeah. around. And I don't even really understand gambling at yeah, this point, yeah. but I just know that like, everyone's like, we just don't want them to score again. Yeah. Like, we're up for hundreds of pounds. <laughs> like, this is, and just remember yeah. just being like, just a really good atmosphere in the ground, and, and it's always nice when you put a few away. Oh, definitely. The Another Boxing Day memory I have, which is sort of a bittersweet moment, really, was three or four years ago. Like I say, I often spend Christmas in Liverpool because I've got family there. Um, and Newcastle were playing Stoke uh, one Boxing Day, and um, we decided that we wouldn't go back up uh, for the game that day. We thought Stoke would be a bit of a rubbish game. So we went to watch Southport against Chester. Uh, in the freezing cold on Boxing Day, and while that game finished nil-nil, and we froze our tits off, Newcastle won five-one. So we really, you know, really regretted that. But you know, at the same time, nice to support some local non-league team. Well, in 1999, uh, on the day that Bill Kenwright, I think, confirmed his takeover of Everton, was was over the Christmas period. First game after that was Everton beating Sunderland by five goals to Ooh, nil at Goodison Park. Uh, I was in France. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it was, it was, we were on a skiing holiday, yes, we're middle class. Um, and it was too snowy to ski yeah. because there had been uh, blizzards up right. on the higher mountains. Yeah. So we didn't go beyond the baby slope yeah. all day yeah. and uh, missed, missed the team having their only good performance of the season. Yeah. So uh, thanks a bunch. I blame you, Bill Kenwright. What's the best Christmas football related present you have ever received? Ooh. Football related present that I've ever received. I'll give you a bit of time to think because I've got I've got a few I've got a few honourable mentions. Um, I got the classic, and I'm sure I've wanged on about it on here before, the salmon pink and navy striped Everton shirt oh, from the mid-90s that I remember getting for Christmas. Mm. Uh, full kit in these days, where so I got the navy shorts with the salmon pink trim mm. and the salmon pink socks to match as well. Mm. Um, loved that kit, barely took it off. My dad just buy me a football every year for yeah. Christmas. That yeah. sort of stopped around about my late teens, and mm. I never really got over not getting a brand new Mitre yeah. Delta football every <laughs> Christmas. Uh, but the one I'm going to go for for slightly sentimental reasons, uh, my grandma, I think it was only about two years ago, bought me a classic Everton scarf. Mm, just nice. a plain blue and white. Blue, mm. white, blue, white, blue, white, blue, white. That yeah. um, was like when we picked her up to, we were going past her house to go to my mum and dad's, picked her up on Christmas morning. She went, I've got this for you. Just gave it me in an Everton carrier bag. Mm. Like, an extra present which I'm not entirely unconvinced that she hadn't bought because she'd been going past the club shop in Liverpool and thought this, I'll get this for, for your new daughter you know, yeah. so she's got some Everton memorabilia but just gave it to me instead yeah. but you can pass it down 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I treasure it because um, my grandma's not very well these days, yeah. um, and so I um, I love and, and it's never actually had a proper outing at a match. So because um, I've never I've not been to too many winter games yeah. over the last couple of years, so it's getting taken uh, uh, to the uh, pre-Christmas. Uh, Carabao Cup quarter-final defeat to Leicester <laughs> next week in the hope that it can be a, yeah. a lucky omen. Oh, fantastic. Um, my dad had a, a scarf from his yeah. grandmother that he, he took to the Everton game against Wimbledon when he needed to stay up in 1994 yeah. uh, and refused to take it out to the ground ever again because it was too powerful. <laughs> like the, the magic and, and the power that came from this lucky scarf that he only took to one game, a hand-knitted scarf, yeah. that he, he never took it again because he was he was afraid of the the overwhelming power of what could happen if that was unleashed in the general public again. <laughs> Even with another last day relegation battle, he just felt it wasn't worth the risk. Mm, um, have you got an idea? For I have, yeah. Tom, I, I was struggling to think of something because I've always had lots of football related gifts over the years. Uh, but I think the best one I ever got was the year I got Subutio. Um, which, you remember Subutio? I remember, I'm not that uh, old. Uh, well, no, no, I just, you know, you just, it's a tiny black look. Um, oh, gosh. I had years and years of fun with Subutio. Uh, I remember we put it on like my dad took an old wardrobe door down so I could have it on a permanent hard pitch um, and we put it on there and I remember it was it wasn't just then it was like years of excitement afterwards so like when you got you know you might get a new team for your birthday I remember getting a little prem, like one of the Premier League trophies the balls were really good although massive bigger than the players that was the one the one downfall but yes a beauty of um, and as we talk about on another podcast, you know, I am about to be a dad, and, and I think that is going to be one of the good things about being a dad, especially about you know, well, little girl as well, but you know, being able to play Sabutio or FIFA again. You see, I just found Sabutio more faff than it was worth. Really? Like, oh, by the time you've got a pitch out, the pitch is always creased, so you've got to iron the pitch again. Um, well, that was the beauty of it. You see, you need to get yeah. it on. You need to get it on something permanent. But I just, I just thought like it's. it's Maybe it just wasn't a very good flicker. Yeah. But I just, I just found, I just found like, like I had, um, I, I like like sensible soccer. Was was like, yeah. I, I, I remember I got Snes for Christmas, and very shortly after that, I got mm. a copy of Sensible Soccer and loved playing that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though in the sense there was a flaw with it where it wouldn't save games. <laughs> I don't know why there was some sort of some sort of flaw in yeah. it. Every now and like just like. Yeah, you don't. You can't save again. I know you're playing a league campaign. Yeah. If you don't finish it today, yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> um, and. It was, I remember getting something called Super Cup Football as well, which is like yeah. a little desktop right, uh, yeah. machine, sort of a, a slightly bigger than like an A4 piece of paper that yeah. was quite built up, which had all these men on it that would go up, but you could control them all in the lanes going up and down yeah. electronically, yeah. and a little ball, and like that was, that was sort of like an electronic version yeah. of a Subutio that I enjoyed, but I just, I quite enjoyed Subutio cricket. I felt that lent itself oh, a little bit yeah, better to be in. the bat and you pulled the bat back. And, I, felt, yeah. I felt that lent itself, because you weren't like, Right, well, I'm going to flick this guy to see if he can catch it. Yeah. You know, it, it just seemed to, that seemed yeah. to work a bit, yeah, a bit yeah. more for no, me with the, the sort of sedentary pet. I think yeah. maybe I, I liked no, I games loved, a little yeah. quicker. I love to be, yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. I wonder, I wonder if you can still get it. But yeah, I think you probably can. I, mean, I do remember, like, because I had a mix of like, all the new teams and yeah. um, had some, like, real, had some of my dad's old ones from the mm. 70s, like yeah. old Brazil and old. He bought, like, uh, I think he bought Brazil because you obviously you buy like fairly generic ones that can yeah. double up. Yeah. Um, so like Brazil's away kit looked a bit. The Brazil's home kit looked a bit like Everton's away kit. Yeah, so you can yeah, double yeah. up and stuff. Yeah. There was always that devastating moment though where you stood on a player or one had been left out and then you had to sort of retire him. 
Yeah, very much the Tommy Morris role of yeah. CPTO figures. <laughs> um, yeah, but no CPTO for me. Five years of fun afterwards. No, I'm sorry to piss all over your Christmas chips there, but, um, <laughs> but there we go. Yeah. And I think that, that, that probably is as good a place as any to leave it. Um, hopefully you've, you've been... You've been good on Santa's good list this year. You've received lots of presents. We know you've just been given a 20-minute podcast, so you can't have been too bad this year. Um, we'll be back in the new year with more episodes, taking a look at, at more things, all world football, domestic football, and counting down to the fuckfest. Uh, and I don't mean that in a sexy way, that is Euro 2020 and the absolute disaster of a tournament that that one is going to be for all concerned. Um, it's the planet's tournament. It's killing it one match at a time with all the uh, flights involved. Uh, Wales fans have to go from... Was it Baku, Baku, yeah. Rome? Yeah. Fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. Uh, stupid tournament. Um, but we'll try and pretend that we get excited about that and all the other things that are coming our way as well. Uh, you can get in touch with us through all the usual methods. It's at NoEasyGamesPod on Twitter or NoEasyGamesPod at Outlook.com. And tis the season. You've probably given your window cleaner a tip. You've probably given your, <laughs> um, your newspaper delivery boy or your yeah. milkman a tip, if even they're still things. Why not give your number four favourite footballing podcast a tip as well uh, by sending us some money all the details are in the episode notes uh, your money helps us to keep doing these because we have to pay money to host the podcast so um, rice has already contributed to half a month's fees um, I mean pretty much I know I got the first month discounted Ricey paid for the first month's fees yeah. thank you Ricey uh, but who will step up and we know he's on London money so he can afford to make that a direct debit um, but have a lovely uh, Christmas period uh, peace and love to all of your families or just a nice December time if you don't care about Jesus at all. Um, but from me, Tom O'Brien. And from me, Aaron Gales. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>